Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Mama. Oh, hey, Sam. Hey. All right. So, welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today Sam and I are talking about The Hobbit. All right, Sam. If if you had to rank The Hobbit as, in a book uh, list, what would it be? What, 10 out of 10 total thing? Yeah. Uh, I got to give it a 10. So, you would give it, like, a 10, meaning that it's, like... The best. One of my favorite, no, like, favorite book. So, so if you had your list of favorite books, Hobbit's on it? Yeah, and the Hobbit. second one, I don't know what the second one would be. Probably Narnia and then uh, Aragon. Mm, you're also forgetting somebody else that uh, we love to read, Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter's pretty cool. And so those are your, like, top books. Yep. Yeah, I'm telling you, The Hobbit, I don't know how I didn't read The Hobbit growing up. Like, you're so lucky, Sam, because you get to not only experience The Hobbit, and now we're reading The Lord of the Rings, but you get to experience this in sixth grade, and I'm 43 now <laughs> in my life. You get years of, of having The Hobbit. I'm yeah. a little jealous about that, but happy at the same time. Yeah. So, wonder what it was that made us start even pick up The Hobbit. Like, what was it? Can you remember back at why um, we chose the book? I watched the movie. Okay. I watched the movies, and I said, oh, I know. And I watched the movies, and then you got the book from your school. And I said, why not? Because the movies are so good. That's how we read the book. Yep. And when I first started to read it, even from page one, I can remember the feeling that I had when Tolkien started describing the Hobbit hole and the Hobbit house. And I was like, okay, I want one of these. And you were like, oh, no, Mom, you don't understand. And you showed me the picture. Remember when you pulled it up? Mm-hmm. And I saw the round door and I saw the Hobbit house. And as soon as you showed me that picture, I was like, oh, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> truly, I want this Hobbit home. Like, you know how you used to say when um, you got older and you would build Mama a cottage? Yeah, I remember that. So, guess what uh, you're going to do now on your land? Oh, God, a hobbit hole? Yeah, I want a hobbit hole, Sam. Can you do it? Well, a dude did make a house inside of a cave one time. I think we could do it. I think you could, like, recreate the Shire and and put it in your backyard and just let me somehow live in it. To be honest with you, I just have to get a place with a hill and just... See? Let's brainstorm it and work it or out. Like, I had to be expensive. Because there's this dude who actually made a house inside of a cave. Like, it was, it's in the side of the wall of the cave. I but it took, like, too. 10 years ago. Is it beautiful? Mama, you don't even know what's there. It's, like, it's like the same colors as the wall cave. And you go in there. There's, like, like wood stones and all that. Crap. It's insane. Cool. So, tell me about your favorite characters of The Hobbit. Oh, Bilbo. Oh, I love Bilbo. Silly and Killy and Bomber. Uh, you Thorn. love, you would laugh at Bomber. <laughs> like, you would just laugh. Yeah, because the movie, in the movie, Bomber's pretty funny. And so you got to shape him in your head before you read. That's the good thing about watching the movies first is you know what the characters look like. And you understand what it's like, the lore of it all. And, you know, a lot of people would argue with you. The yeah. Opposite. With me, you, you know, let me show you this part. Let me show you that part. So we were in the middle of when when they were around. Oh, yeah, the ring. Place with the goblins. Mm-hmm. And, no, they were in the underground. Right. Yeah, remember? yeah, yeah. And Gandalf 
Gandalf the face and you wanted to actually was like no mama you got to see the clip and I was like don't show it to me you were like yes and you still showed it and remember when you showed me that clip and it just does it, it worked that way we were like watching clips throughout yeah and it didn't really mess up the, and, the book though type of thing oh it didn't at all and then what then what surprised me is like I don't know how I missed that the movie was in three parts until we actually started watching the yeah. first movie, and then I realized how many homeschool days we were gonna give to just <laughs> having yeah. movie night. Because <laughs> like when we watched the line, that was only one book movie. After we read, it, yeah, we watched one movie. It's like Aragon. Yeah, we only watched one movie. Yeah, we watched Aragon, and then it was like, okay, we're done. Well, this one was like, what? Wait. What do you mean three movies? I'm like, no, we haven't got the Lord of the Rings yet. You're like, no, Mama. The Hobbit oh, yeah. is three movies. I think the like, Lord of the Rings has like three, two. I think that Bilbo is one of my favorite characters crafted of all mm-hmm. time. Like, I love his character development. Yeah. From the beginning, from the visitors in his home to you know, just throughout the journey, it's, it's just very well crafted. I love the, the I love just the, the guy, how would you say that the characters, the, like the, uh, all the elves and the dwarfs and, and the dragons, I've always liked that, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and you know me, now I love Thorin, yeah. don't get me wrong, Wait, Thorin's Mike. still one of my favorite characters, okay. I know, I won't tell, but. There are some parts about Thorin kind of that, that are surprising, and then there are endearing times when you know that Bilbo is seeking his approval. Um, and so I really, I really like that relationship. Um, I know that I can't, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm, I'm really bad at review, Sam, because I want to just like blurt out things. So thank you for stopping me. But I do want to talk about the songs. Yeah, the songs are actually pretty good. Like, when it's time to read the songs, though, you wanted me to read them. Why did you always want me to read know. the songs? I guess I just cringe if I hear my... I don't know. <laughs> you were like, oh, and you would be your page to read out loud. And you were like, oh, it's a song, Mama. Read I don't know. <laughs> and then one time I was trying to mm-hmm. read the song. And then when you, you were like, Mama, it doesn't go that Oh, way yeah. Long. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, how am I supposed to know the pace of the song? I think you were singing it really fast, and it was actually supposed to be, like, slow. And then it completely changed the tone. And so, knowing that now, like, so you stopped me when I was trying to fast-paced sing that song. You know, I'm thinking of, you know, ha-ho, ha-ho, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, the Seven Dwarfs kind of merry tunes. Yeah. And then when you stopped me and you were like, no, like, listen, and then you will see the way to read that in its proper way. Well, it was depressing, though. I like it because they made it depressing because it was sad. Is it depressing or is it? It's both type of thing. It's like, yeah, both, because if you really look at the lore of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, it's just it's a depressing book. If you like really look at it. Like if you go in an in-depth search, it's the it's depressing because you know you know everybody basically gets in a big everything just like conflict of everything, and it just messes everything up. Right. And there's like and and there's no peace in that in that fantasy world. So it's a really depressing book. It's just hard to see because all the characters are happy, but if you legit search up the lore of it, you find out that. The book has more of a sense of sadness to it. Oh. I'm wondering if that had to do with Tolkien's experiences. Himself. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, because everybody losing everything and and all that crap. And it, it, was, it was just sad. It was just sad. So, yeah. And The Lord of Rings is another sad one, too. Well, it's not depressing. Lord of the Rings isn't depressing because I don't I don't really know who dies in it or nothing. But 
Lord of the Rings is kind of in Lord of the Rings. It basically just stops all evil type of thing. Huh? Yeah, it just stops all evil. Well, to me though, the book was a, a book that made me happy though. Yeah. And what I liked about it was the fast pace of the book. It wasn't slow. Everything happened. Like, you know, we kept comparing it to the experience that we had with Aragon. Oh, God. And how a lot of the scenes of Aragon, we felt like, you know, he could have shortened them up instead of so much, you know, by the fire scenes or things like that. But Eli said that in the later books, um, when understandings are had, like when the, when Aragon learns some true parts about his past, yeah. then those scenes make sense. I really, I really, really, really want to read the other book. Go for it. Read the same. Uh-huh. My thing is, is I think that I love The Hobbit. So, look, I know this is not just your homeschool experience. It's I'm your principal and your teacher. Yeah. I shouldn't crack the whip on that. Um, but I did give you free choice, and we do not have to say the book that we tried to read and had to put it up. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to say the name of that, but I do give you choices yep. to read. But I just felt like, I don't know, the magic of The Hobbit needs to live on just for yeah. a little bit longer. And maybe it's my selfishness because I now want to read The Lord of the Rings that I bought you that fancy box set. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is, some people will not like it, some people will. You will like it because it tells you more about basically everything. So, yeah, it just tells you more and more about the world of The Hobbit. So, do you think it's going to be fast-paced like The Hobbit, or do you think it's going to be slower? Well, the movie's fast-paced because... Like when even when they're in a campfire scene, something happens. Right. Just like, like it did with the Hobbit. With yeah, the like there's can I say one part in the movie? Just don't give anything away in case anybody like yeah. if they haven't seen it or read so, it. There's one part Don't that, be bad like mama would refuse. Yeah, there's one part where they're just, you know, sitting on the campfire. I'm not gonna go into detail. And then something crazy happens. Okay. And it just all out just breaks through. So it's not like, you know, Aragon where Aragon was a good book, but like you said, it was just, it was just all those sitting around the campfires, just sparring for one whole chapter. It was kind of right, right, a little long. And in the Lord of the Rings, it's not really like that. Every something new happens, everything every day. Yeah, that's and, how the Hobbit was. The Hobbit was so fast paced that it kept yeah. me wanting to keep reading. And even when our homeschool time was over. I was like, oh, my gosh, do I have to stop? Like, I probably could have just grabbed The Hobbit, stayed up all night long, and just finished it without sleeping, and then went to work the next day. Jesus. Okay, with The Lord of the Rings, you learn a lot about characters and their side, and their, they might be, okay, I'm not going to say characters, just like this is an example. They might be good in The Hobbit, and you know they're good, and then in The Lord of the Rings, they turn bad, so you learn more about them. In their the, motivation. Yeah. You learn more about their motivations and their character traits and like and their and uh, okay. And yeah, so basically you learn more about that. It's like in, in the okay, in the Hobbit you say, Oh, this dude's a nice guy, he's a good guy, but in the Lord of Rings he goes all out war. I'm not he doesn't, but just saying like a person goes all out war on the okay. good people and the are the good people turn bad and, and it's just like and, oh, you don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and they fight for they they fight for power type of thing in the in the in the Lord of the Rings. Which again is motivations. Yeah, they okay. they fight for power, and it's like if you join us, join us or die. That well, that's legit what it's like. Oh, kind of like the Voldemort join us. Or yeah, die. yeah, that that's legit what it is. It's if you don't join us, same you will thing. die. Yeah, it's kind of same thing. Because everybody knows don't give a lot away. who the main bad person is if you read The Hobbit. And I would recommend reading The Hobbit first and then The Lord of the Rings. But you know who the main character is. He's basically like a Voldemort. He's just a dude who's just, you know, just like a Voldemort where he's really evil. But I'm not going to go in detail about him. I'm not going to tell what happens. But, well, I don't really know what happens. But, uh, so that's what it is. It's basically, it's, the books are kind of like, 
Harry Potter in a way that you learn that more people, I guess, you learn more about their traits, and it gets more darker in the in the As new you go yeah along. in the in the yeah. going on. Well, you know another character that I really loved in The Hobbit. It was I can't say I loved him. I didn't love him necessarily. I loved the way he was written. In Bjorn? No. Well, I do. All I loved him. Now that's a character that I really. Oh, you mean the bad guy? Was impressed with. I was very impressed with Bjorn's character. What you mean the, the bad villain. guy? No. Um, I actually liked the scene when he was lost in the Goblin Tunnel, and oh, who am I thinking of? Schmeagol. Schmeagol. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see him more in the uh, in the Lord of the Rings. Oh, he comes back. Oh yeah, you know he don't die. Okay. Yeah, he comes back. But so you've got but, your but, bear but. totem. You've got your bear spirit going on, and I just, I don't know. I really love that. But he oh, don't tell me okay, okay, no, okay, no, no, okay, no, no, okay, no, no, okay, 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 okay. Don't, don't. But don't, yeah, he's don't, he's in the he's in the uh, he's in the he's in um, the rings. So think about the riddle piece, that riddle writing. Of, of oh yeah, Tolkien but... crafted that scene. Back and forth with the mic. I think the I think the best scenes are in the movies with him. What do you mean? Like because well, in the movie, it's just amazing. The movie's amazing in, in just general. You're talking about you're talking about the Schmeagol. Yes, Schmeagol scenes are amazing. I, yeah, I agree. And we also that was another point in the book where you wanted to stop me and show you and show me because. But then, so what happened was, is then I was reading it, trying to read it, and change my voice. I couldn't help myself. Like, I was thinking, like, I was trying to channel that kind of voice. Yeah, but you can't. Voice. I don't even know. You can't. You, yeah, you, you just can't. can't. You just can't do it. Um, but it's, but that was amazing. Like, I loved um, that riddle exchange. Yeah. Get the way out. Like, like, I think that is one of my favorite scenes. I think when, oh, my gosh. And the way that they said his name, the dragon's name. Schmog, Schmog. yeah. Schmog. Schmog. I'm telling you, when the when him with him talking with Bilbo, I just I like yeah. that conversation as well. I like those dialogue. I, I like it because it's not like normal books where they go instantly into fighting and like they actually have conversations and they and it brings more lore, I guess. Well, it just gives it more of a suspense. Like, when is it going to happen? Yeah. Like, you know something's going yeah, to happen. Yeah, you know, you know something's going to happen. It's just you don't know when it's going to happen. Right. It's like, did you think Smog was going to be in Lord of the Rings? No. Is he? No. Okay. But, like, would you think, well. Well, no, he can't be. Don't yeah. spoil it. We're about to spoil it. What? Wait, you tricked me on that question. I was like, wait, what? No, don't, don't. No, Let's not go I'm to saying, that did, did you think when you, when you first heard about him, he was going to be in Lord of the Rings? You mean like he was going to continue on? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't sure because I was just trying to figure out how Bilbo was going to save them yet again. Yeah. Like, he yes. is the true hero to me because without Bilbo... Not only was his thieving excellent, but his yeah. critical thinking skills and his ability to quickly, you know, get them out of tight jams. Like, I knew it was going to have to be some way, somehow, that, you know, things were going to have to have a close to them. Even though I knew the Lord of the Rings was going to carry forth some kind of story. Um, and I wasn't, I didn't really question that that much. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I will tell you that... The, the elves like so I like the way the movie developed that more than the book did and usually I'm not like I really wanted to stick true to the book oh by the way in Lord of the Rings there's more elves you, you learned about a new race of elves okay well I loved so which elves were my favorite which were what I can't remember their you names. like the I'm high elves blank. yeah well what were their names can you remember them the high elves. Yes, but I mean the 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 girl and the guy. Oh, Legolas and somebody. Oh, I forgot already. 
I don't have the book near me. I'm in the car anyway. I can't do that. I can't multitask like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would not be good. You can't text and drive. You can't read and drive either, Sam. Um, <laughs> but I loved how that was developed in the movie because I missed a lot of that piece, you know, from the book. So there were some liberties taken in the movie version that did not accurately reflect the book. But usually things like that upset me because I want it to be so true movie in the book companion but for the hobbit it didn't bother me at all it actually kind of made it better you said that too you thought it did as well i wonder yeah. what tolkien i wonder like with tolkien watching his work come to life like that oh he I wonder, couldn't oh i know but i'm just saying it's i'm kind of sad to be honest with you yeah I know, but thinking about that manuscript for Lord of the Rings, we read yesterday that that manuscript was over 9,300 type pages. Yeah, that was insane. Like, wow, like just the, just the work that goes into that. And we were reading all about the lore and, and reading all about the different influences that he had. And I'm like, you know, of course he was a professor, you know, he was... Um, studying but he took years to craft that work yeah he said he was a slow writer too but and it was in the great depression too right and so and world war so like yeah so he had all of that going on around him and i love the story of him sending the chapters to his son oh yeah maybe yeah like i couldn't imagine like getting a chapter and each, you know, and each post or, or looking forward to the next post to see what could be happening next in this fantasy world that you could escape in while you're, you know, in that, doing battle. In like, that freaking... like that would be, that would be legit right there to me. Like, yeah, just keep your mind out of everything going on. Yeah, because that's what fantasy does. And so when we try to read another book that was not fantasy, we don't have to call out. It was, it was a weird is it because now you have been so immersed in fantasy world? Yeah, and then it switches just, over to something wholly different. And I'm like, what? This is... And can and I can I talk about Fahrenheit? Well, you were talking about the one book we tried. Yeah. The fa- You said the vocabulary was way too easy. It was not challenging yeah. you. It was too slang. And you didn't feel like the character had any endearing qualities. Yeah. And you compared like, wait, where's my Bilbo bag? Yeah. Like, I or where, where's like, bag. where? And then, and then, can I talk about Fahrenheit? Yeah. Okay. And Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit was a good book. I just it was just way too hard. But I thought. But when did I tell you you would be ready to read yeah, Fahrenheit? The ninth grade. By ninth grade. But what yeah. I, because I watched so much, I read so much fantasy at the time uh, when I was reading it, and we just got done with. With uh, with what's it called? We're watching the movies and all that stuff. Then I thought the girl was like some, you know, like elf or something because I was so immersed in that. Like you were, th- you were thinking Clarice was an elf. Yeah, or like some angel or like something. Yeah, you were like, is she? Is she an apparition? Is, is like a goddess real? or something? Is she? And I'm like, no, she's a person. Because in every in every single thing that <laughs> I've watched with girls like that, when they're like that, they're like they they're like. Either angels, demons, ghosts, or like, or like elves. So I was so used to that. So I, I can't, I kind of have to, wait, you here? Yeah, I'm here. I kind of had to get my, like, it was like hard to transition over a whole nother, I guess, universe of stuff. Like, yeah, because then, then we're talking dystopian literature. Yeah. And, you know, that, that yeah, that kind of, yeah. And you were saying some of that figurative language. And, just and I was so used to, like, medieval crap that, you know what I mean? Or, like, with, like, swords and, and all that stuff. Or, like, bows. Not, not like, laser guns. <laughs> I mean, the same thing. And quick. And you were used to quick action. Yes. Instead of someone maybe doing a lot of internal changing like what montag is doing you know he's yeah. facing you know man versus you know society of course and it's so weird because and all of that but you're duh. you're just you're used to like the battles yeah. and the, and the fight scenes the and all that crap yeah yeah, yeah. and they're like if it are like something's insane gonna happen what i would like to watch three though if there was something like 
if there was like a how would you say like a a fantasy sci-fi? Ooh. Well, that, we must have to but that, investigate. Yeah. Well, like they could do something like alien fantasy. There may be things out there like that. Anybody that's listening to the podcast right now, if you've got any recommendations for Sam, that would be um, pretty cool. Because yeah. aliens plus, let's say, them going into battles with aliens—that's what I would like—is battle. So when there's a sci-fi movie where, or a sci-fi book where, it's like a if somebody's trying to get something or like, what could you say it like or try to do something? You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. So I'm Why so don't you write to, it, Sam? Uh, I'm so used to battle battle scenes that even though there is probably some sci-fi out there, that's why I like Star Wars so much. Is because there were battles. It wasn't just straight up long them flying in spaceships. You know what I mean? Right. Or long descriptions. Yeah, or yeah. no or like like Star Trek. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of tricky people out there, including Eli, who well, says yeah. that he can he can do them both. But well, Star Trek isn't that bad. Have no. you watched it though? No, but it doesn't. Well, look then that don't bad. make judgments. Then yeah, it doesn't. If you look haven't bad. watched it because you actually might watch it and say, "Where has Star Trek been all my life?" Yeah, maybe. Just like I wa- I read The Hobbit. It's like, where's said, Hobbit been? Where, yeah, where has the Hobbit been all my life? But, so don't discredit yeah. Star Trek just because well, I didn't necessarily like it. Um, like Star Trek. Yeah, that doesn't mean that you won't. You know, no, that's the one thing I like about Star Wars, though, is because there was always a battle going on. Yeah, I think you might be surprised tension. with Star Trek and see that it's very similar to that because I haven't watched all of the movies. Well, I'm so used to people one. like memeing Star Trek, so I just um, gotten that type of thing where you know, you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. here, I might actually like Star Trek. I never. You might. You but, actually might. But but going back to to the Hobbit, like if you had to think about what would be your favorite. Take away from the Hobbit. What do you mean take away? Like, what did you take away from that book? What did it do? What did it make you feel like? Like, what was something that happy? I guess was it a happy feeling for you with the Hobbit? Yeah. Like I felt like that all the way through. Like I well, looked forward to what the I book, liked even the though Hobbit. it was heart wrenching and 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 all kinds of emotions yeah. throughout it. Yeah. What I like with the Hobbit is it felt like it ended. Yeah, like does that I make feel it, like, it felt I like feel it ended? Too. It doesn't feel like other books where it's just straight up just saying. Even though there is Lord of the Rings, but it felt like the Hobbit ended. Like you could read the Hobbit and be satisfied. Yeah, you would. That's be satisfied. exactly right. I feel the same way. And there are other books, like you're mentioning, that they have meant for them to be a trilogy. And but they, they make the yeah, the, but they make the I guess you could say the sequel. The sequel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. But just like, think straight about up what long. We did. Like think about what we did with the magician. So we read the magician's nephew, and then yeah. we read the line. Was the that witch- magician nephew? That was Narnia. Yep, and so we read both of those. And those felt and like it ended. It, yeah, that's it felt, ended. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and we didn't have to. So read all the other, like, seven mm-hmm. books. Because we felt that it was a great closed-up okay. place. Aragon you didn't know? feel like it ended because it didn't oh, end. Because no. it didn't end. Ar- that's the Aragon thing. Aragon had so many unanswered questions. So that's why Aragon would be good to go back and read it because it felt like it didn't end. Because it ended on sort of a base where it said, okay, see ya. We're going somewhere else type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And. I mean, we can pick it up for seventh grade. Sam. Okay. It's just, I know how long it took us to read Aragon. It took us about like um, two months, right? Oh my gosh, did it or more? Wait, I think it took more. I think it took more. Like we spent a lot of time. I think it's gonna legit be all of Lord of the Rings combined. That's how long it's gonna. How long it took to read it? And I'm saying, you know, now that we're in April, you know, we don't have much school left, and. What did we just finish? Do we want to close up Lord of the Rings? But we'll see. We're only on. Well, I want to kind of finish up Lord of the Rings, though. 
Oh, I do too. So I but just I'm saying, do we want to read book one now, or do we want to just continue reading it? Reading what? The rest of the three. Three what? The rest of the two books. Well, if we read those two ones without doing the one, wait, is that what you're saying? No, you know how it's three books? Yeah. Do we want to just focus on the first section yeah, before the end of first school? first book for the, for the end of school, and then when we get back in school, let's do the second book. I finished up the first one to the second one because I would feel like it doesn't end because it really truly ends in the third one. That's when you feel complete and you know everything about the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings is at the end. Okay. So we're going to hold tight, huh? Yeah, because and that's the type of Lord of the Rings is they do that each book ending. I think it just makes feel like it's not over yet. And because it's truly over when the end thing happens. That thing happened. It's just truly over. But, you know, trying to make educational decisions for you, you know, I take that very seriously. And I'm thinking, you know, next year you'll be in seventh grade. I do want you to have um, the short stories under your belt. I want you to have the Edgar Allan Poe yeah. um, experience. I want you to do. Is there a book called Nevermore? Ray Bradbury. Huh? Is there a book from him called Nevermore? There's a poem. Oh, called Nevermore. Called the Raven, oh. and mm-hmm. the Raven will speak, or Ooh. the crow. You know the sounds. Yeah. It sounds that way. I want you to have the Edgar Allan Poe experience. I want you to read A Sound of Thunder by Ray Bradbury. Like there are some really good short stories that I want you to experience. So yeah. here's the thing: I'm thinking that I better get all of that for you in August. Start with short stories, because if not, you're going to want to jump right back into novels, and we'll stay in novels the entire year. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's what we've done this year. We've had sixth grade novel adventures, and, and I don't regret it a bit. Okay. But I just say that Aragon was extremely tasking for us, like, to read a long time. It took a long I time. I really, really, really want to read the, the last book of Lord of the Rings, because I want to feel complete with the whole series. And who, you remember how your friend said you could only read it once? I probably could read it multiple times. Her response to me was that she felt, so her critique on it was that she felt that it was a little drier than The Hobbit. And she read it when she well, was in sixth grade, too. And she said that she read it that one time and she never read well, it again. But she depressing. could watch the movies. It's, it's more depressing. But she because, said she can watch the movies over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more depressing because it's just a lot more crap happens. Like, a lot more. Okay, so we won't talk about the character that, that you felt like you couldn't connect with. But you but you said that you thought that that character was very narcissistic. Oh, and yeah. And so when I was talking to her, I said, well, you know, well, Sam said, you know, the because she's also read that series, too. And she said, um, he used the word narcissistic. <laughs> I'm just impressed that Sam knows that word. <laughs> well, and I'm like, I know a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we read like we read, right? Yeah. But, well, that's a good thing about learning. I learn about a lot of crap. But not, not like a lot of sixth graders know. And you've been using the word crap a lot, too. You might need to look up that synonym, child, and try to figure out other words that you could say that could sound a lot more educated than crap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, any last words for the listeners about The Hobbit? Read it. Yeah. If you haven't read The Hobbit, how dare you? Go get it. Get it today. Um, Hobbit's a really good book. And you've learned the song on piano, too. Mm-hmm. Which I learned me, both songs on piano. It makes me extremely happy to hear you play them. Yep. Would you like to play them for everybody today? No. No. Probably mess up. You probably wouldn't. How about if I record you playing later and we edit it in? No. No? No, I just... For some reason, whenever somebody's around, I just mess up more. You play the song for me all the time. Well, that's you. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, I love you very much. Love you too. So, having our time together and experiencing The Hobbit, I just want to tell you thank you because 
it's on my favorite list. And you know what else is on my favorite? Well, of course, you know, I knew Harry Potter way before you. So I introduced yeah. you to Harry Potter. So I get credit for Harry Potter. Yeah. You get credit for Watching Narnia. Watching every movie. Oh. You get credit for Narnia uh, yep. on my list because I never read Hobbit. that until you. You get credit for The Hobbit. Uh, Those two books we yeah. experienced together. Me and Solomon experienced the bronze bow together and Fahrenheit like together. Be <gasps> the bronze bow? No, is it oh, fantasy? Sam. Is it fantasy? Baby, we're going to have to still try different genres. Yeah, I know, but it's like the thing closest to my heart in books is fantasy. I know. And it I just feels, I think I've read so much fantasy books, and when I try to read another book, it just, like, feels really, really weird. Because I'm not used to, I'm used to, like I said, I'm used to battle. Like, when I, you know the one movie, The Tiger, The Motel or something, where it's a tiger? The what? The, the tiger, and it's in, they're in, like, Georgia. And the the kid, Tiger Rising? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm, when I try to read that book, I didn't like it, because... I was used to, you know what I mean? I was used to there was going to be a battle or, like, a war or, like, something. Okay, one good movie that I liked, and it kind of it kind of made me a little cry a little bit. It was um, The Bridge of Terra. Bithia. Terra Bithia. That was a sad movie. And so you need to read the book. Is there a book to that? Oh, yes, there is, my love, and I shall get it for you. Yes, yeah, I love that movie, but it was so sad. You will sad. love that book. It was so sad. Did you cry when you watched? Did you ever watch the movie? Yes, and I read the book. Did you cry? I cried, and I also cried when I found out the backstory of that book. Yeah, it's based on a true story. So, you've got to get the bridge to Terabithia then. Yeah. Okay. That was a good. That was a good movie. See, we just do not have enough time in the day. Yeah. Like if we if we homeschooled for twelve hours, how much of that time would we spend just reading books? You think? <laughs> Probably eleven hours. <laughs> <laughs> eleven hours. Let's of that read. Time. No, let's God. Let's read no. some more. I would get knocked out if I read eleven <laughs> hours of books. That's okay. Sometimes we have to do little power naps, but that's all right. We get back and get back in it again. We call those things power naps in the adult world. You know how much water we would need? Oh, I know. What? After we would read out loud like that for 11 hours straight? Yeah, we would like that. We would need like gallons of water. What do you think about? What do you think about audiobooks? They're okay. They're cool. They're pretty cool. Like, what if you, like, found, like, I the I, audio version? There's a, of, yeah, there's an audio version of The Hobbit. Jesus, it's 12 hours long. That's, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, when you would be, so, would you get distracted, like, if you put in Aragon's, the say, I don't even know the name of the second book of Aragon series. I think, I yeah, I, me either. The but, Blade of Aragon, I don't know what the Blade is. On. You sure about like that? The, the name he, of it is the, his, is his sword? Yeah, then I think the name of the movie is a sword or some crap. You mean the name of the book? Yeah, they the don't book have a movie a sword. for that one. But um, do you think if you got that one on audiobook, like you could listen to it while you played your games and you could multitask, or you think you couldn't? Do well, that? there's some games that I can do that. Some games I can't. Like, for example, Borderlands, I can't do that because are just some games where I want to hear the audio because. Games are those games I play are hilarious, and I really or it's important it for the storyline. Yeah, and I don't want to miss miss it out. And then some games like Arma, where I don't really need to hear anything because the only thing I'll hear is just like gunshots and like grenades going off. So I could do it on on Arma and Skyrim because I don't really care about Skyrim story anymore. I beat it, but I could do it on Skyrim and Arma. But I couldn't do it on like Neverwinter or well, no, I could do it on Neverwinter. Maybe you could try Bridge to Terabithia on audio. Well. Because that one won't be as long. To be honest with you, I'm just going to like, I don't really like reading books without, I don't like do it on my spare time. So, like books are, books are weird with me. I'm like Solomon. <laughs> Does that make sense? I'm like Solomon. I don't like to read books, but I like books like with you, reading books with you school, but I probably would never like just read a book on my own time. Well, Solomon has read quite a few though on his own time. But he, he says, was the but one he that, says he doesn't like it though. But he read All Quiet on the Western Front. 
And if it wasn't for Solomon reading that on his own, and you've got to read this book, I would have never experienced well, that book. Now, I knew Solomon, though. <laughs> I mean, Solomon read Animal Farm and uh, by himself. Well, he had, mean, he, he had to do that, right? No, that was his free time reading. Oh. He chose Animal Farm. Well, with me, I'll probably go to sleep reading it, reading a book. Well, and and I know, you know, I don't pressure you and force you yeah, into that because we're already doing extensive reading and analysis, you know, yeah. as we go. And so I know that you're very well, you know, focused in what we're doing and and you're very frank about a book that you might not like and we're not just going to sit and hold a book like we had to drop that book previously uh, because you just could not settle yourself in with the character. Um, But I'm going to say there's not many characters like Bilbo back. No, there's, it's like the only character like Bilbo after like probably Harry part, Harry. Yeah. Well, not, not even, there's like, because nobody is nice. There's like no nice people in books nowadays. I hope Sweet Potato, I hope when people read Sweet Potato, they'll say she's nice. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, like, there's nobody that, they're in books, that's the problem. They, they put, one person's really nice, but no bravery. One person's really brave, but not nice. With them, Bilbo was brave, nice, courage, like, he was everything. Exactly. So he had... Like, he was the epitome of a hero. Yeah. But now, a hero also does have character flaws. Yeah. Like, there's some heroes that are really brave, but not nice. And there's some that are nice, but they're not brave type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, like, one... So, nowadays, it's either... It's, like, a... You have to make a... So, basically, Bilbo... If I know this might sound weird, but... It's a he's a balanced character. I agree. He's balanced in everything. The one thing he's not balanced is in anger. And is in what? In anger. Like that's like Bilbo is a is what you call a balanced character. Yeah. Because I would agree. He's everything. Like he could be angry, sad, mad, nice. You know? Frustrated. Frustrated. Yeah, he could be everything. Hungry. <laughs> But yeah, there's not a lot of characters nowadays that are like that in books. Like the only good books nowadays of fantasy are the old books. Are the really, really, really rare good books like Harry Potter. Because you don't see a lot of books like Harry Potter nowadays. Does that make sense? Or where yeah. it gets that's why really close like to, to your heart. That's why I still like to teach the classics, though. Yeah. Like, I always like that because... If you could get a grasp, a handle on the classics or, or the 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 medal winners out there, yeah, you, you get, get those, more. and then in your free time, you could pick up other books, and then you'd be able to evaluate them and say, "Oh well, you know, this is missing this element, this is missing yeah. that element," and but you don't know unless you to well, me the thing unless you've read with the Harry Potter is. It gets so close to people's life for some reason that it, I think that's why it's such a good book because people put their life into Harry Potter. You see fans, and I'm not calling them insane, but because they're normal people. But if you learn more about those people, they have like full on, they spend like, they have quitted brooms. And I guess Harry Potter just gets so much to their heart you know what i mean oh yeah that they just love it so much like yeah, look at me that, i've got all the twilight yeah. barbies i have like i have um, the entire twilight Barbie i have collection. like a <laughs> i have two harry potter po- i have a harry potter poster harry potter hoodie and a harry potter like couple shirts i think about five shirts harry potter so harry potter could like i guess harry potter's that type of thing where it does so good to get you out of this world does that make sense? Yes. So, yes. I've seen some situations where people are like have like bad lives. They read Harry Potter, and it makes them happier, nicer. Like it just makes their life better because it gets more out of this world. You know, it gets more out of reality. Because with Harry Potter, what I like about it 
is it's both. It's reality and fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Because not a lot of books do that. Because in The Hobbit, well, I'm not saying this bad, but in The Hobbit, it's all fantasy. In Aragon's all fantasy. Right. But in Harry Potter, it's both. Right. So it feels real. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter feels more, is real. It feels real. Right. Because Whereas The Hobbit doesn't feel yeah, real, no but dragons. you can appreciate yeah. You can appreciate the lore. You can appreciate yeah. the language. But yeah. with Harry Potter, they have dragons, but they're not like a dragon dragons. But you know they I mean? also have an aunt and uncle, the Dursleys, who are yeah. muggles. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you get the... Are there's uh-huh. like, let's say there's more of, um, what do you call it? There's more... Realistic, yeah, because there's trains, and you know, you see, you see the things that's in real life that you see, like you he goes see to in the her, zoo, yeah. uh-huh. like at, where would you go? You would go like, to the zoo. The good yeah. thing about Harry Potter is the only really thing that's not real is Hogwarts, right? And then the everything whole... else is real. Like you could feel real because the houses are a little weird, but mm-hmm. that's the only thing. Like. You could, it feels real because there's no people with freaking, like, these insane swords and, like, and they live, like, underground in mountains and all that crap. They live in normal house. They live in houses. They live there. There's rich, poor people. There's outlets and all that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? There's, like, there's shopping and all that stuff. And it's right. not, like, completely full-on fantasy to the max. You know what I mean? I think that's what I did with my short story when I wrote the Fae, when I challenged myself to write my first ever short story, I I had it where Patience, our main character, yeah, Patience, the main character, she's in this world, but she steps through the veil yeah. to the fairy world, and she's going to have to come back and forth between those two worlds and navigate. Um, if I ever do extend that book out, it's going to have... You know, at least it's going to have that same concept. Yeah. But it's weird because with Harry Potter, it's more realistic type of thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's not like, like I said, Aragon, where it's where there is magic, but it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not where people, it's not like there's a shade or like we're freaking like, you know what I mean? Where like people have like all red eyes and they float and all that crap. There's no like mm-hmm. demons. There's. Normal people, because, okay, because Voldemort was a normal person. Well, no, he was like a demon. But you know what I mean? Like, Voldemort was a normal person, but he did some stupid His stuff. His choices. Yeah, he ma- it His made choices. him look like that. Right. But he was a normal, well, he wasn't normal, but you know what I mean? He was like a, he was a normal person. But his, I think but we his might choices do was this. a little messed up. I think we might do this every time we start talking about one book. We yeah, always we circle always back to go to Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sam! I think we do. <laughs> it's like with Narnia. We went to Harry Potter. No, I think we do. With uh, Aragorn, we went to Harry Potter. So for Christmas, are you going to want a hoodie? You going to want a, a Hobbit I'm hoodie? A Hobbit hoodie, yeah. When I saw that Hobbit bag, when I went to that. Um, testing meeting I had to go to, I was like, oh, "Yeah, they have a Hobbit bag. It was almost like I didn't imagine that these things existed in the world, which I knew I should have merchandise galore. But no, Hobbit, I think, has one of the coolest merchandises. And, okay, Harry Potter does too. But you know what I mean? Because, well, okay, I know I'm going back to Harry Potter, but Harry Potter has the most... <laughs> You just want that set of wands, let's be honest. Yeah, they have the most, you know what I mean? The most stuff from movies. Because you could legit buy a broom. Or you could I buy know. a wand. You could buy that stuff. But no, with, um, I think you could buy the ring from from The Hobbit. Oh, I'm sure. You know that, right? Yeah, you could buy the ring. I'm sure you can. The coolest things is back to Harry Potter. <laughs> coolest things is you could buy, <laughs> you could buy the holofix or the, the crucifix. Crucifix, God, what is it called? The something, you know, you know the ones that uh, that Voldemort yeah. sold. Yeah, you could get those. You could legit buy those, and you could like, and they're like like eighty dollars. And they're made out of like real stuff. They're like, you could get the Ravenclaw one. You could get, you could even get his diary with the hole in it. 
Well, when you get rich one day, you can buy all that stuff, and you can take Mama to Lowe's Foods, oh and you can get Mama a Hobbit bag. Yeah, the Hobbit. I don't really know about a bunch of merch for Hobbit, though. But oh, they're out there. Yeah, we were looking at them the other oh, day. Oh yeah, I found that website. There's legit a website just for Hobbits, <laughs> just yeah. for Hobbits. But yeah, Hobbit's a really good movie. Like yeah, book. It's amazing. Read it if you haven't got a chance to. Discover it today. That's what we say. Don't wait. Do it today. You don't want to. You don't want to spend the rest of your life without having the Hobbit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the Hobbit's really good, and I probably could read the Hobbit again. Oh, I could too. Like I read Pride and Prejudice every year. I have to have that book in my hand at least year. one time a year. I think I could experience the Hobbit every single year of my life and be happy. Yeah, I could probably do the same with Lord of the Rings too. Hold on. We'll see. Today I'm going to look in part up one. War of Harry of Nine. Of, of of Hobbit. That's what I'm doing. The lore of Hobbit. And I'll tell you everything about it. Well, I'm sure you will because you were helping me along as we were reading and filling in a lot of the gaps that I had. Yeah. Like, um, I tell we, you what race a Hobbit is because I don't know if it's a if it's a dwarf and a human or an elf and a human. I don't know. I mean, an elf and a dwarf. I, I don't know. But that's what, there's that's human what I, in there. There's human-like qualities. There's a there's dwarfs, but I don't know about the feet. Dwarfs. So I think yeah, it's dwarf, but I don't know why they're small. Like I don't, I'm just scared. Yeah, that's well, what you they know, are. that's gonna be back to that lore. Yeah, and that's gonna be back to that took line. That, that's what so a, that's what a halfling is. Yeah, the halfling. That's what it half, is. Yeah. 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 So that's what the hobbits are. It's yeah. I think yeah. It's half half dwarf half. Half man, so that's why they're so good with tool, tools, because the dwarf side, mm-hmm. you know, and like they're probably good smithers too, because the dwarf side. And with humans, they're good at guardian, garden, garden. You know how they have all the gardens and all that stuff. Yeah, they probably get that from humans, and they get all the crazy, you know, tools and the the brass making from the dwarfs, because mm-hmm. that's what it is in that fantasy world. It's kind of the other way around. You know how in real life, in 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 real in real life, where the, you know, we could you were we're really good at using tools, right? And the Hobbit dwarfs are way better using tools. Like they're hundred percent, like two hundred percent better than using tools than humans. They guess unlock more of a. They they have a more of a skill tree. of a special skill yeah, set. Yeah, a special skill set of that because that's what they were raised around. If you do it in a realistic way, if there was dwarves in real life, they would be good at that because that's what they did when they were young. And they could apprentice. Yeah. yeah, and that's what everybody did because if you look up the lore of dwarves, that's why they're underground to seek sanctuary of dragons. That's what it is. Ask your brother the name of that series again. It's not The Last Apprentice, but it's the one with the um, the spook. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Him. I asked him that because I tried to think of that one the other day, and the spook is in that. Um, you would probably really like that one. Solomon loved that series. Okay, the whole book. There's one lore of dwarf that really confuses me. It's in a game, Skyrim, but Skyrim I think has billions of lore. Like Skyrim is the biggest lore-based thing, and Dungeons and Dragons. So they're both like insane. So the lore in Skyrim about dwarfs is they use magic and and metal crafting, and they're not actually short. They're like eight foot tall, seven foot tall, and they're dwarf. And they're like, and they're called Dwimmer. They're and Skyrim, yeah, and Skyrim. And they're half. Mm-hmm. They're like elves, like in there, the dwarf are like a elf race type of thing. Oh, and they have pointy ears, and it's weird. So there's so many lore of dwarfs, uh huh, that and halflings, like because in D and D, Dungeons and Dragons, the halfling is a small but he's he's it's called trickster rogue where it's a good basically assassin so it is weird it's like there's so much lore about dwarves that you really that don't that you could go either way yeah you really don't know what a dwarf is so it could be author choice yeah they're crafting their they're, they're either a skyrim dwarf but then just stay with that lore though whatever lore you're building or yeah you're creating something new put that behind there drop you some easter eggs in there and then yeah. have your Readers go back and try to discover that lore. Yeah, like I said, you could go to the Skyrim lore. Like that dragon yeah. language and like that dragon language stuff in Skyrim. Yeah, there could be. Yeah. I don't know how they did that. They had to make up a new alphabet. Did you know that Tolkien had an Easter egg in his book? Wait, for real? 
Yep. Well, and Easter people egg. found it later. It's uh, concerning a map. So that's all I'm going to say to you because you can research that and you can look it up. Oh. Uh, but there is actually an Easter egg in there and it's around the map. Do you know the map that I'm talking about that, that showed through yeah, the moon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's an Easter egg on that. Oh. That he planted there. But yeah, so you could do any lore if you, I know if you tried to make a, a book like that, I would stick to the more lore of the, you know, like the dwarf, the, the original dwarf. You're saying like mainstream, what people yeah, mainstream. would recognize. And not some. So then it wouldn't turn them off yeah, or something. But like in Skyrim, if you went with that. Okay, Skyrim is good at it because dwarfs went instinct in Skyrim. They got like, in, they got like teleported. To a whole different universe type of thing from when they got like raided by like elves or some weird crap. So you could either go from the the weird lore that really nobody knows, and you just want people to learn about it. You know what I mean? Like when right, they're tall and like magic uh-huh. and they do all that stuff. Or you could go the mainstream if you want. Well, when when Token did it, he didn't really. I don't think that was a thing. When the tall, no, when the I tall dwarfs. Oh, you're thinking that Skyrim developed that? Yeah, I think I think that was. You need to Google thing. that. You need to research where did Skyrim? I think Skyrim. I think Skyrim got it because they wanted to do something different. So they probably Maybe. combined a high elf and a dwarf, and they had. Why that. can't you? Why can't you research that to prove that okay. theory? And you know how, in 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 uh, what's it called? In uh, in um. In, the Hobbit? Yeah, in The Hobbit, where they're white, they're light-skinned, because they're underground. Yeah. Dwarfs in Skyrim are really, like, dark. They're like they're like a, a tannish brown, so they're nothing like what you know of dwarfs. They're totally different. Than how they have, they've been like, described in other have, literature. They have long hair, right? but they don't have big beards. They have, like, the right. short, you know, like, the, the, the fancy. Because even though the dwarfs are rich people, they don't look rich but in skyrim they try to go for the more noble type of look oh the more you know you know what i mean like high up so well you know i like to read like the behind the scenes of how creators that would be a cool book a skyrim book Mm. that would be cool because there's so much like i said there's so much lore in skyrim well, if there's any Skyrim listeners out there, Sam would be ready to write one, wouldn't you, buddy? Yeah, but I might have to get freaking copyright claims. I know. Let's, probably let's get... go with that. Let's go with that. Contact Skyrim. Yeah, Bethesda. Who, who, made, Bethesda. who is it? Bethesda. Go on and contact Bethesda, Sam. Send him an email. Okay, but yeah, so Skyrim, I think, like I said, I think there's like millions of lore. So you don't really, because there's so many things in Skyrim that, because there's like six games of Skyrim. No, there's seven. There's Elder Scrolls Online and plus all the other Elder Scrolls. So there's so much lore. And they're all in a different time. So there's way too much lore to actually look up It would up be in really cool if you, if you created like an easy reader, like for struggling readers yeah. and um, kids that might not want to eagerly pick up a book. Like you could create um, Skyrim. Editions, you never know. Bethesda might be listening, but and you you could do it. Like um, but no. So that would actually be really cool. But like I said, it would take you would have to. It would be a really hard um decision if you would want to go to the newest one or the oldest one. Like it would be hard because in the oldest one you're fighting like demons and crap, and the newest one you're fighting dragons. So it's like. Which the newest one, you, one would, you would probably do the newest one and then work yourself back well, because then if a person gets a new game, then it would um, probably the newest to... newest one. If there's no I'm dragons at all, there's like freaking you like fight pirates or some. It's like weird in ESO. Oh, would you love to? You fight not pirates. You just fight everything except dragons. But ESO, it was. It's weird. The newest game is actually long before all the you other games. You said ESO like everybody knows that's Elder Scrolls oh, Online. Elder Scrolls Online. Okay, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online is way before their timeline. I think it's like 5,000 years before everything else. Do you think so that insane. you playing these types of video games also helps you to read and connect with The Hobbit more? Yeah, because I know like 
more if there weren't fa- if there weren't fantasy games and it was only like Pac-Man, you know what I mean? If that still was it was only those like arcade games left and that was the only thing, then you wouldn't get there would no there would not be a lot more people liking fantasy than there is now. Because I think people I don't I might not be true but I don't I might be right, but I think people like fantasy books because it connects to their game that they're playing. So they oh. feel more immersed in the game and in the book at the same time. Maybe. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because they feel more like it immersed. enriches yeah. that. You're saying it enriches that experience. Yeah, because you, there probably is some Hobbit mods on, on, on Skyrim. That you could be a Hobbit. Who knows? But <laughs> You know what I mean? So that's that's what there is on on that. The more people read, more people play games where there is there are halflings and dwarfs. They say, "Is there any books with this in it?" And then they figure it out. And as they play the game. They feel immersed in the in the book and in the game at the same time because they're playing mm-hmm. that race. Because there's games where you can play as dwarfs and halflings. So if you play mm-hmm. a dwarf, you understand more of the skill set of a dwarf and a You book. understand more of their characteristics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you understand because D and Dungeons and Dragons is the most like I guess you could say game. You're talking about Diablo? No, Dungeons and Dragons. Well Diablo okay. No, yeah, no, no, Diablo. So, no, Dungeons and Dragons. That is the most game where, because in Dungeons and Dragons, like the real board game, is you can make up character whatever you want, type of thing. You can do whatever you want to. But in the games, they're like on the PC and the Xbox. They're actually more lore because, you know, um, you could play a dwarf and then you figure out where they live, where they come from, what their skill sets are based on and if you play the board games too you learn even more because it's you in that character that's the thing about the board games is it's you you it's like it's not you sitting around in a video game it's you actually talking as that thing you have to talk as that role play yeah, you have to it, it's like it's it's not like the role play that i do sometimes it's more in, it's like more intense because in there if your character die you die like you can't come back Type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think only if you get respawned, if you, if there's some gamers like that. But that's what it's about. You talk for that character and you, and the thing I like about that is you, you have, if you make the wrong decision, your whole team is dead. Like, you know, like it's so. But there's so, a weight to it. Yeah. It's so, like, it's so, I guess you could say, like, um, got like, like burning because. Like, so, like, sit, like, there's so much situations that it's so, like, unnerving, and it makes you, like, nervous, because, let's say if I was playing it, and then I killed one boss, and then I decided to go down this path, I don't know if that path has, you know what I mean? I don't know if that path, like, if we're playing the board game, I don't know if that path has more and more traps, there's no respawn zones, and you'll just die. And your whole team will die because another boss pops up that has is, high health. Is there a Lego Harry? Um, I about said Harry Potter. Is there a Lego Lord of the Rings? Someone has it. The Lord of the Rings Lego. Yeah, Maxim. He he has it. He has the Dwarf Kingdom, I think, or he has one of those. He has he has where Gandalf is fighting everybody in the war. Is there any? Are there any other? Um, Probably. Have you looked? No, but I know there is because there's a bunch of Harry Potter stuff. There's a bunch of Hobbit stuff, and there's probably a bunch of Lord of the Rings. There's a bunch of everything on Lego. But other outside of the Lego world, like, are there any other Hobbit or Lord of the Ring games? No, there's well, there is a Hobbit game, but it's old. Well, Ooh. it's like a MMO game, but it's not that good. Honestly, it's um, it's. Have you tried it? You yeah, said it's not that yeah. good. You tried it? Yeah, I played this. It's not like a story based game. It's more of a MMO game where you grind. It's it's like it's like Neverwinter. Oh, okay. so it's not like a story. They made a story based game like they because Harry Potter games were actually pretty fun. I, I never played them, but I've seen people play them on the PS2. They looked so cool because you were in. You we were, actually had yeah, one of those. You're playing as Harry. Yeah, and you could be Hermione. Yeah, and you can play over it. Okay, Legos are spells. really cool. Yeah. The Lego ones are really cool. 
Oh, I love the Lego games. I love there's Hobbit Lego games and Lord of Rings. So I I like I think out of all the Lego games, Indiana Jones is my yeah, Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Star Wars. I yeah, have Star, Star Wars. Wars on this. All right, so we're gonna close out today with the podcast. Sam, I want to thank you for coming on and interviewing and yep. talking about the review of the Hobbit. Uh huh. Uh, any last words? Um, make sure to check out the Hobbit. Yep. And after the Hobbit, check out Lord of the Rings. Do not read the Lord of the Rings first because it would it wouldn't mess up everything. It would just be really weird. All right. All right. So thanks for joining us on Jen Lowry Writes. All right. Bye guys. Bye. If you're looking for my challenge devotionals on Amazon, go right on over and type in Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry and you'll see my 30-day everyday mom challenge my 30-day teacher challenge, fingerprint curriculum for my homeschool families, and one that's closest to my heart is the Happy Renewal Year Challenge devotional. I dare you to go and check them out today. You can also find that they're on Kindle Unlimited because I want you guys to have access. I often put them up for free uh, promotional items. I'll do countdowns. So that way, you can grab one, you can gift them with a friend, you can share them out on your sites, and people can go on this journey with us. In December of 2019, look out for the release of my Author Challenge devotional. I'm looking forward to that one and sharing it with you. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.